The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies, I'm John Burke, and with me this week is Corey Starr, hello, hello, and Michael Sanchez, hello, and how are y'all doing this lovely Sunday evening? As you can hear, I have end of the year sore throat and whatever, so I've got the Phoebe Buffet singing voice ready. Oh, <laughs> smelly cat in uh, sick voice is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey, how are you doing? I'm fine. I just have a busy week ahead of me because I'm only working three days. Yes, because you're going right. off to Atlanta. Yeah, I am. She's going to a big Everybody. festival uh, this weekend, Mike, over in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Well, no, I was just confusing. She said I have a busy week because I'm only working three days. I'm like, wait, how does that work? <laughs> and I have a lot of stuff for school due tomorrow, and I just have to, like, get everything in order before I leave. So, uh-huh. yeah. I, I went and uh, I checked out Super Troopers 2 this afternoon, guys. Oh. And it's, it's if you like the first one, I think you'll enjoy the second one. Um, it's not... I wouldn't say it's as funny, but it's definitely got a lot of the same type of humor. Uh, they don't completely rehash the bits, but they do kind of reference some of the stuff, but it, it's it's definitely entertaining, so I enjoyed it. Hmm. I don't know if you guys nice. are fans of the first mo- movie or not, but I, I always liked the first one. I haven't I seen it, but I bought it. Remember it. I don't uh, remember watching it, but I remember it. Huh. Yeah, I, it's, it's always been... It's got a huge cult following. It's why... Uh, when the Kickstarter went up for it, it was like one of the fastest uh, to meet its goal. Like I don't remember the record exactly, but it it knocked it out really fast because it has a large uh, cult following. So that's awesome. Yep. And, and cults are cults are always really really quick to give up their money. Yep. Yep. Make it rain. No. But, uh, I'll tell you, there, Rob Lowe is in it. Um, he, you know, oh. he was not in the first one. He's plays a Canadian mayor because they end up in Canada. Um, Linda Carter reprises her role as the governor of Vermont. Um, And then you get three Mounties that are played by uh, Will Sasso, Tyler Labine, and one of the guys from um, uh, Workaholics, not not Adam Devine, and not the guy with the crazy hair, but the other guy. And I don't know his name. Um, But yeah, I I had a good time. I really... um, The other four people that were in the theater with me there were two pairs of people they i didn't hear them laugh but i laughed oh, anyways no. i laughed out loud regardless i didn't care that no one else was laughing i i found it amusing so i wonder what they were there for if they weren't laughing yeah i don't know sometimes people just like i mean maybe they didn't find the humor funny there was like um, an older couple uh actually i'm not sure it was a couple or not there was two older people that i don't know if they knew what they were in for um and the other people, I mean, they were far enough in front of me that maybe I just didn't hear them laughing, but uh, I was laughing pretty loud, so. The title is Super Troopers 2, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. like... There's no like catchy, you, crazy... You would kind of know going in. You should know that <laughs> I mean, maybe you, you know should have seen the first one. That Yes, you should know it's a sequel, but I don't... I mean, you may not know what type of comedy 
you're walking into, you know, because it, 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 it gets pretty raunchy at times, but... I, I, I'll be honest, sitting in front, at least they were this way during the whole film, but they were asking questions about Avengers, and I wanted to die. Um, oh. At least it was only for a couple of bits in it, and they wanted to keep reading the captions of the locations, and just, you know. I, I didn't but, realize but uh, knocked... you made it out to see Avengers. I didn't plan to until last minute. Abby had a plan to go see it with someone, and I didn't join in on that. But I thought, well, let me see. And there happened to be a ticket. It actually wasn't even full. Hmm. I had a, a three-seat buffer on either side of me, so I was pretty happy about that. When did I you probably go? had 8.20 last night. Oh, cool. I probably put off the, the vibes to leave me alone because I don't <laughs> want to be around you. Uh, I, I mean, all i got to do is just have a, my face do some like what it normally does and people leave me alone. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, did you like uh, Avengers? Yeah, I uh, I got a lot of pictures actually of different scenes, and especially the end credit scene. Um, just mm, it was DC should just stop. There's no way they're going to be able to ever. They're, they're not. Apparently, they have the same budget. Is that right? Justice League and oh, I Avengers I don't I haven't Infinity heard that. But that's not surprising. Similar budgets? Yes. No. I mean, I would think the Avengers would need more just because of the amount of talent in this freaking movie. Yeah, I mean, and and you, you cut out a little bit there. I only cut part of the amount of talent bit. But, um, yeah, it's and to balance all of that out, and two and a half hours did not see... I, uh, the way I felt is the beginning preview part seemed to drag forever. Of course, there's that anticipation thing. And... Um, I will say though, in the previews, Solo disappointed. I really am not excited about it. The Meg on the big screen really looked great to me, and the additional information that you're given for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom may make it better, but it feels a lot like The Lost World. Yeah, uh, there are parts of that really, really reminisce to The Lost World, which yeah, it's not oh, yeah. great. Which did- no, that's not the kind of nostalgia one wants. Um, I I am excited for the solo movie though. Uh, but I I am putting a lot of my excitement in Lando Calrissian. Um, with Donald Glover taking the reins. Um, he looked great. He looked fantastic, and his his Falcon looks sweet. Yeah, he kept that looking good. I actually just ordered the uh the Lando Calrissian pop vinyl from Amazon. Um should be here tomorrow because nice. I, I had to get my uh, my wife I don't know if you saw this or not but it's the Grease 40th anniversary so they have four uh, pop vinyls they have um, Travolta and um, Sandy I don't I can't think of her name uh, Olivia, Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have them as preppy you know the preppy costumes and they have them in the greaser costumes so I got her Sandy oh. in the preppy costume and Travolta in the greaser costume pop vinyls um yeah. They don't. They don't have a, a hickey from Kaniki is like a. Right now, it's just the. It's just those four. I, um, uh, I'm actually, I think they're gonna have the uh, the convertible too. Um, you know, they'll do like the bigger vehicle, like ones for like thirty bucks or whatever. I think they're supposed nice. to have that, but I also they should I, include a, a ghost Sandy for that. You know, just mm. <laughs> just to keep the uh, the myth alive. Um, yes. 
I I also I uh, pre-ordered the uh, Fred Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers pop vinyl uh, that's coming oh, out wow. in, in June because I am on a big uh, support Mr. Rogers kick. Um, Want the Barnes and Noble one, but I didn't see how you can pre-order that one. Oh. Yeah, they um. Oh, why do I always forget the king's name? It's him. Instead of holding the trolley, he's holding King Friday. King Friday? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's kind of cool. I, I mind holding the trolley. I want both. I'm pretty excited about the trolley, so you know. Uh, but the King yeah. Friday one would be really cool too. But yep. All right. Well, we've talked enough about the silly things. Let's talk about the scary things because our topic for today's top five doesn't necessarily mean scary, but it's the top five moments that made us look away. And um, I actually, it, I don't think any of mine are really scary. Um, I don't think uh, horror makes me look away as much as things that gross me out make me look away or make <laughs> me uh, cringe a bit. Um, what about you guys? How, how did your list end up kind of building? Or is it based on scary factor? I, Mike, I feel like you're not afraid of anything, so I don't think it's going to be scary for you. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. Um, well, I don't know. You talk to my freshmen, they might disagree with you. Because I think I'm more about any fly fish in the classroom. Uh, uh, mm, there's there's a whole lot of backstory to that. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. Uh, it, I feel a lot looking, and I redid my list. I had my five all set. Oh, I literally rewrote two of them, re and put pushed some down to honorable mentions. And I feel like my four and five are are better picks, and better suited. And also thought, you know, those other ones are a little too more, ma- too much, too mainstream. So just be aware. I think I went scared. Is what I went. Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you. I I feel very confident that mine are literal. Like I literally looked away at yes. all five of mine. Um, like sometimes more, like sometimes more of a, out of like nervous anticipation, and sometimes out of legitimate, like I'm gonna vomit if I keep looking, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, one in particular that I th- I'm, I'm debating on actually I'm making this decision now moving one up on my list because of the amount of trauma it has still caused me after all this time. oh god um, so uh, this week um, before we get into our list if, if you haven't listened to one of our top five episodes the way this works is we pick our topics and then we each make our list in secret and we get together to uh, go over our list and and uh, share them, sometimes make fun of each other, and other such things. Um, before we get into our list, though, Corey, uh, you got a spoiler warning for our listeners? Yeah, guys, go to BerkReviews.com and check out our top five list uh, from here on out. We will be spoiling these movies for you. You've been warned. It's funny you mentioned making fun of each other, and I, my first reaction was to Mark Wahlberg. What? No! Yeah. <laughs> what? That's what I was thinking. Not, not that. Um, no. Uh... And then we, Mike has a tendency to pick films that Corey and I haven't seen or haven't heard of sometimes. And so Corey and I like to take a wager as to who will have seen more of Mike's movies um, accurately. And I, it's been two, actually it's been three weeks since we last recorded. And the last time we didn't have to do this because we were doing our top five movie draft um, for the summer. Uh, the summer, the fantasy summer movie. Wow, I've just butchered all of that. We were doing our top five summer fantasy draft, and we had uh, Matt Hudson and Craig Seibert on as guests. Um, we'll talk about that in a moment. But real quick, 
Corey, how many of Mike's movies that made him look away do you think you have seen? Oh, I think this one's going to be tough, but I'll go with two. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I also think this one will be tough. Um, I'm going to do something I don't know that we've ever done, but I'm going to go with two as well. Um, <gasps> I didn't know we were allowed what? to do that. I don't see why we can't, because just because we both say two doesn't mean they're gonna... that we've seen two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently, you guys are launching the missiles, so there we are. Shots fired. We're not like Kim Jong-un and the other guy holding hands, crossing borders. No. <laughs> um, sad, I don't know the and other guy who's no. actually our ally. On your week in politics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the next shot, uh, Oliver. That's why everyone comes to Burke Reviews. No, yes. <laughs> How about a nice game of thermonuclear war? Oh, my um, God. That sounds like war yeah, games. That made me looks away. Yes. <laughs> All right, so this week uh, we're going to be going, um, what is it, Corey, Mike, me, in that order? Yeah. All right, so Corey's going to be starting off our list of moments that made her look away. So, Corey, what is your number five? Okay, so my number five is probably, um, I completely concur with you. Um, My other four are ones that um, I was pretty sure I was going to throw up, um, and I had to look away. This one is a true... scared me and I couldn't look at the movie screen and that's when this is from the ring <laughs> and it's when oh. Samara is crawling out of the well really? I don't know why when I went to see that it I just couldn't watch I covered my eyes I couldn't watch it and then I made Bill take me back a few days later to watch the movie again so I wouldn't cover my eyes <laughs> so wow so like to build up a tolerance <laughs> or like I was like I can't believe that I did that I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna watch it I want to see the whole movie and because I am pretty sure I was like telling Bill to tell me when it's over and I don't hair very well either and so I would really like to cut Samara's hair but that's my that's my number five guys A legit I was scared and looked away yeah um uh, I would agree with that I mean she's definitely creepy and I know who yeah. does that I think I want to say a friend. I don't know if it's one of my students or a friend or someone where they do the little. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. The walk, or like the yeah. crawl, yeah. No, well, they get the hair in their face because ah. they're supposed to have their hair a certain way, and you know, it's. I'm like, okay, that's, I had a, that's cool. I had a student a few years back who could do the creepy crawl walk, and Ooh, she had nice. long Ooh, like straight disjointed. hair. Yeah, and she had long, straight hair, so she would just drop it into her face. She did it across my computer lab, because we're, we're a film class. In fact, I just showed my uh, my, my second year film class, The Ring, um, a couple of weeks ago. So I just recently rewatched this. I hadn't seen it since, like, 2003 um, or 2004. Um, and so I, I had, when I saw it the first time, everyone had told me it was, like, the scariest movie they'd ever seen. So I was really disappointed with it when I watched it, because I went in, like, expecting to be like absolutely terrified and then was never scared because I was so expecting to be scared. Um, yeah. I hadn't liked it uh, until now in my recent rewatches with my students. I, now I actually am a, a fan of the film. Although I, I, I did not look away uh, when she was there, but I totally, I almost looked away when um, I think it's, well, yeah, when Naomi Watts coughs up the, uh, like hair. the elect, yeah, it's hair with electron at the end <laughs> of it. Um, and also ugh. the fingernail and the well. I don't Ooh. do fingernails well yeah. either. Oh yeah. my god, gross! I I don't like that scene much either. Um, still, 
it's so quick though. Uh, Gore Verbinski just uses it for that shock value that I can I can I don't think I had time to look away. You know what I mean? Like it was just like there and gone. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, I definitely have heard people really freaked out about her. I wonder if any of my students looked away um, when that when she came out of the well or not. Uh, there were definitely some gasps in the in the room, but um, but okay. That's a that's a good good first pick, Corey being afraid of Samara. Uh, Mike, you're up next. What's your number five? All right. Well, one of my problems is that morbid curiosity sometimes gets the very best of me, and I actively sought out 2010's a Serbian film, and obviously that's a very clear example of this morbid curiosity that I have. I would figure that just about. The entire film would fill up all five spots alone, but I did want a little bit of diversity, so I didn't go that route. I, you know, I wanted more than just one movie to take up all mine. Now I'm going to butcher this poor actor's name. I'm going to say Serdan Todorovic. And I do apologize for that hatchet job. He plays a a former adult film actor named Milos, who's basically trying to live out, you know, a peaceful life with his family. They've got a comfy life. He's got a son, I want to say six or seven years old, and a wife. And, you know, but being the world of cinema, this is not meant to last. And he's approached for another job, one that will set his family up for life. So while he has some hesitancy, he takes it. Now, here's where it gets tricky because. Just, uh, you know, I don't want to push us into the realm of explicitness, and so I've got to be very careful. Um, He's instructed to perform with someone whom he's not aware of because they're under sheets, and the Mm -hmm. sheer horror of the reveal is just so stomach-churning, just let's say as a parent and not something I wanted to know. I didn't want it revealed. I didn't want to watch this. At this point, I'd I'd gotten far enough because this happens, I would say, past the halfway point and the, 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 the brutal things that have already happened in the, the kind of death that is presented it, I, I should have looked the way I hold out earlier but it's uh, I found a gif uh, it is, it, and I put it on my story and I forget it's, it, I know it's horrible but I can't look away and that's how it was I think I was just in I think it was one of those where my whole family was away and I'm like oh I have a way to watch this and I did, and now I can never get that out of my psyche. It's supposedly a commentary on the horrors and the atrocities that the Serbs underwent through the Serbian conflict, but... Man. No, it, 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 to say that it's tough to watch would be an understatement uh, that's kind of like saying, you know, the Avengers Infinity War is going to do okay at the box office. So. Yeah. Uh, I am glad to say, after reading the synopsis on IMDb, uh, that I have not seen this movie because I am also sure I would have looked away, maybe even stopped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. That's the thing is, you, you'd think I would stop it because I do. You know, it's. I mentioned it, and hopefully, it's not in the sense that people. Ooh, let's. One, it's difficult to find because I don't know that it got American distribution. Uh, and if you, I think if you check out the Wikipedia entry on it, the censorship list that you know just goes down uh, way up and down all the different things that you know got cut oh wow uh, uh, within different countries i mean there's it's it looked like an a to z it looked like a lot but i it's i'm surprised i didn't put up number one uh, i feel pretty good about my number one uh, it's yeah uh, it's I, I feel like i mentioned it before um 
that, that keeps coming out. It, it fit... familiar, but I, I, I don't know for sure. I definitely wouldn't have heard it from anyone else, I don't think so. But there it is. Number five. 2000, and gosh, that's eight years old. It's weird. It seems like it should be older because it sounds like a nightmare. But uh, <laughs> uh, mine is is much more lighthearted. I started off my list with kind of a silly one, um, and I could have pulled from uh, a, this is a series of films. This is one of the American uh, Pie major uh-huh. four films. You know, they did four uh, theater theatrical releases that starred Jason Biggs, and um, I could have gone with American Pie uh, with the pale ale sequence where. Um, uh, Tara Reed and her boyfriend, I don't remember the boyfriend's actor's name, um, they, they are in the bedroom and he, f- he s- puts some other liquid in a beer and then Stifler drinks the beer. I could have gone with that because I definitely looked away when that happened cause I'm like, oh my god, that's disgusting. But that's not the scene. It could have maybe been the second movie when Stifler gets peed on by John Cho um, and <laughs> I probably looked away, maybe, I don't remember for sure, but I do know I looked away at this one and it's from 2003's American Wedding. And it, again, features poor Stifler, Sean William Scott, if you're not familiar with the actor, or the character, I should say. And it, he's um, following these little puppies around because they ate the wedding ring. And it finally uh. poops the, the ring out, and he ha- <coughs> he grabs a piece of paper and picks up the turd that has the ring. And as he's walking away, um, his uh, the mother of the bride sees Stifler and like, what's that in your hand? And he's been sucking up to her the whole time and he's like, oh, it's just this chocolate. And they're trying to convince Stifler to give her a piece of the chocolate, but it's not chocolate. And out of desperation, he shoves it in his mouth. Oh. And it was so gross. I had to look away. Even like we're talking about it's making me a little nauseous because then he smiles and it's just all up in his teeth. All up in his teeth, guys. And it is, it is awful. And the, I mean, this movie has a 43 Metacritic. It is not, not a highlight amongst the American uh, films, the American Pie films. Um, but at the same time, if you were a fan of the franchise, you had to at least see this one. The same thing, American Reunions, a little worse. Um, Wedding's got some very funny moments. This one is one that I had to look away, for sure. Uh, yeah. It, ugh. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I think. One of my kids' parents posted on their Instagram. And I'm looking it up now because I'm going to get it wrong. New Teen Challenge, and it, it looked like accurate, and it's very similar along those lines. I'm finding it because I don't have it handy. It was called Eating Lawn Fudge. There it is. Oh, Jesus. Oh. That is an awful uh, phrasing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, know what? You, you need the visuals, so here you go. Oh. It's kind of it's coming to you. Oh, great. Oh, they've disabled it. Sad Thank God. Face. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's move away no, from it. No, it's something you need to look away from, just so you know. Don't fall, don't fall victim to the challenge. I'm not going to look at all. Let's, uh, let's move. Uh, to, Corey, we're, I think, at your number four. Okay. So I had a hard time um, coming up with my list because every time I make a list, I blank out on all the things that have made me want to throw up. But... I think I talked about this movie before, but it's 1971's Panic in Needle Park. And I I know we try to keep this one pretty, uh, I don't know, kid-friendly. But I have talked about, I can't watch movies with heroin use in them. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't handle it. Like, mm. 
I just can't. And I tried watching this one because it has an, a baby Al Pacino in it. Um, he plays like a small time like uh, burglar and he claims he's not addicted to heroin, but he really is. And, you know, I like keep looking away from the screen. I keep like covering my eyes because I do it like multiple times. And then finally they're like in this motel room and it's a bunch of people and I'm pretty sure they're like sharing the needle and everything and at oh. this point I like couldn't anymore and I could not finish this movie I just had to turn it off and oh. I know that yeah we talked about watching Requiem for a Dream for yeah. a movie club or something and I told you I have to like I need to know a couple months in advance to like work myself up to it because I've seen that movie like one time in my life and I just you know I just can't I just can't handle it. No, yeah, and Requiem's definitely tough, and there's 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 a lot of. Ooh, and when his arm is like, oh, I know, I know, the end is so. Ah. It's just but, so bleak. It's yeah, but they're all happy. Yeah, what was I... this? Uh, what was the movie called again? Oh, Panic in Needle Park. Man, well, that's called old Needle one. Park, boy. That's yeah, okay. oh, and yeah. I yeah. think I can't remember if it was on Netflix or Amazon prime i don't remember but i was like oh my god al pacino he's like 20 okay not okay the smell of a woman is rotten arm flesh from needle use. <laughs> all right um well i've not seen that movie and i don't know that i'm going to because again like it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> i remember catching bits and pieces of it but i've not i don't know that i watched it all the way through Mm-mm. gosh that's an old one Mm-hmm. Baby Pacino. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, well, she said that. I'm like imagining, you know, a Pacino head like, on uh, the Gaga. <laughs> no, yeah. I wonder how old he voice. was then. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Mike, what do you got for your number four? All right. Argentinian film director Gaspar Noe. I, I might be butchering his name too, so I, I apologize to him, which he probably doesn't know. He's infamous for pushing the envelope with his films, and Irreversible from 2002 is no different. In fact, again, just like my previous pick, it was difficult to narrow it down to a single scene from Irreversible, as it had the one that I think most people would go with. It, it's an un- seemingly unending assault on Monica Bellucci, and it ran so long that it just it would. I did look away on that one, and I mentioned it, but that's not my pick. Uh, it, it it just ran so long. It ran, I want to say, ten minutes. Oh my and gosh! There, and there's no, it, and it's very graphic and difficult. You think I would pick that one? No, the thing, uh, the scene I was thinking of is right at the beginning of the movie because it starts with what had happened and the revenge seeking, and it, it's it's going in reverse chronological order, and it ends. On a somewhat happy note, although you know what is going to end up happening with them, <clears throat> but the boyfriend and a friend of the aforementioned Alex, who is played by Monica Bellucci, uh, is going. They're going after whom they believe is guilty of that assault, and it does not cut away. And I, the way I understand it, I, I thought Blair Witch did this too, but the way they mix the sound on top of the visuals was uh, there's a certain. Um, audio that will actually induce nausea and hmm. i believe they incorporated in it but it, the way i don't know how they did this because it looked like it was done in one take and they basically use a fire extinguisher to attack his head and oh. yes and 
I don't know how they did it. And so the, that person is dealt with quickly. Who come to find out isn't even the person that did it. They just were looking for a scapegoat, found one, and that was a reaction. And that's how pretty much how the movie starts, if I remember properly. And so there we and are. I don't know if it's like just because these are movies I've not heard of at all. What was the name of this one again? Irreversible. That should be easy enough. Irreversible. Man, um, you guys, both of you, uh, the last three... Corey's first movie I knew, but like the last uh, three, I'm I am not familiar with at all, really. So you guys, I believe good. Irreversibles on Prime, at least last couple weeks ago it was, and mm. I just kind of kept on scrolling. I'm like, I'm not watching that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, minor man. I guess it's kind of my trend. Minor a lot more mainstream, except for one. Um, well, I know. I guess the the one, two, and three are all. Three is mainstream enough. The other one and two are, are a little lesser known, but still uh, fairly popular, I would say, um, in the uh, the film world. But my my number four is one that I know both of you have seen. But before I get to it, I'm going to talk about the director. Danny Boyle knows how to work in yep. in feces in a way that <laughs> yeah, other directors just don't seem to have a grasp of. And I could have weaves picked, a tapestry of feces. Yes, I mean, I could have picked Slumdog Millionaire, where the kid oh, jumps gross. through the hole in the yes. the, the uh, yes. porta potty to escape. And even talking about it's making me a little nauseous because it's disgusting. That's, that's what we call in our house a cute movie, because yes. that's how we describe to Rachel. And then no. they had that. Yep. Um. I then I could talk about Spud and his accident. In Transpotting One, um, oh, gross. where the sheets uh, are flung everywhere. But no, no, I'm going to talk about Ewan McGregor in Trainspotting from uh, 1996 and um, dropping his suppository in the disgusting toilet. And then, oh, I'm getting nauseous even trying to recap the scene. Um, I don't think I, I saw it the first time I watched this movie. I could not look at the disgusting toilet um, as he goes head deep into it now Danny Boyle being the artist that he is is able to uh, send Ewan McGregor from the toilet to a beautiful ocean that he's swimming in but we know the truth he was digging around in nastiness and well and and they had that floating mine underwater mine as well that yeah little yeah little little touch of visuals uh, but I could not watch and I'm getting nauseous recapping all of this this is gonna be a hard episode to get the through, worst toilet in uh, Scotland right yeah, yeah it was disgusting it um, but yeah, um, but, Danny Boyle well, is magist- masterful with the uh, the poop jokes, and and he gets in there and he's like, and I'm not gonna say it. I, I'm bleeping myself. I have a, I actually have a bleep app, but I'm not gonna use it. He's like, blank and dancer, and then he goes he's bubbling. Up. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. and then he comes out, and it's just I, I don't even want to know. Ewan McGregor was what a dude, dude. Yeah. Despite his his choices and relationships, but man. <laughs> Yep. But that, so I guess did you guys look oh. away when you saw this movie? Because like I could not watch that I scene. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't have ripped my eyes. And then uh, then the kicker, kicker, which is later on in the scene, for all the good it would have done, he may as well have stuck him up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, it it does not pay off. Uh, <laughs> this this was classic Mikey Forster. But yeah, it, Danny Boyle, man. Uh, three scenes that are all dealing with nasty poop. Ugh, okay, that's my number four. Train spotting from nineteen ninety six. Um, 
We're back to Corey. What's your number three? <laughs> okay, so this is hard to hmm, keep appropriate, but I'm going with the bikini wax scene from Raw. <laughs> <laughs> from Raw? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We watched it for Movie Club. And it's a and movie that I, you would love, Mike. You do need to watch it. I feel like you would love it, Mike. Um, and I'll try not to go into too much detail with this one, but her big sister decides to help her with some grooming, and it's just, I just can't handle it. And there's a point where there's, like, wax on her skin, and she's, like, trying to pull it off, and, like, her skin is, like, coming up. Oh. And, like, that whole scene, yeah. And there's, you know... There's a whole another. It just like leads into another thing that's disgusting. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Hmm. Yeah, Raw is an excellent film. Um, it's hard to twenty sixteen. Just pick one scene had, from that movie, though. It had a lot of uh, rumors going into its theatrical run that like there were movie theaters that were issuing vomit bags with the film. Oh yeah. Um, like now I don't know. I did not witness that, so I this is strictly like internet talk about how bad it was um but yeah we watched it for movie club i think as part of our our horror month um maybe back in october it was on netflix at the time i don't know if it's oh is. oh raw i remember raw i got through it's a foreign film yeah french <laughs> film it's a french yeah. film um yeah, yeah uh, really it's... good horror thriller um oh french you said french french oh <laughs> baguettes it's uh, oh exactly um uh but yeah i i think that's a good pick for sure cory because that was a pretty brutal scene, um, as I had not witnessed in my life a bikini wax. I knew of them, but I'd not ever watched one, and I don't know that I Ugh. would have ever. And yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is happening." Okay. Oh um, no. But uh, yeah. that movie does that. On, I hope it's still on Netflix. Now I gotta look. I think you'll like it. It's a it's yeah. A I enjoyed. Movie. I enjoyed oh. the parts I saw. It was and it was a slow burn, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I just. <laughs> Never got around to finishing it, but yeah, the story is really compelling. Um, it, I I actually love that movie. The visuals, the sound design, it, it's it's an excellent film. Hard to and, watch, but an excellent <laughs> film. And with my Duolingo XP rating, which is higher than my Duolingo Spanish rating in French, I might not even need the subtitles. Oh, look maybe, at you. maybe. How is your Spanish low? <laughs> um, I. I, I'm like I know Spanish. I just test it out and just did ah. the stuff. So I'm only like a hundred XP higher in French than Spanish, but my French pronunciation is probably garbage. Yeah, I can, I can, I my languages outside of English are garbage, and I don't know that my language inside of English is good. So <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> we'll move over to uh, to you though, and hear your number three. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just not excited because Raw is on. Uh, I'm putting it on, making make sure it's on my queue. Oh, yeah. No worries. All right. Sweet. All right. So David Lynch probably, again, see, a lot of these directors and films probably would have used more than one spot. And he would have likely taken more than one slot on this list. Again, in the effort to make it diverse, or as diverse as I could anyway, uh, I, I actually bumped one of his films down. And I, I debated, I highly debated, including a bunch of different David Lynch um, in here, but I only went with this one. Uh, 1992's Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. The death of Teresa Banks is kind of the first step in the direction of finding out who killed Laura Palmer. 
and the investigating agent and i wanted to say it was dale cooper but part of me because it's been a while it, it wants uh, part of me thinks it's also chris isaacs oh the name escapes me i should have looked it up investigate i know Kiefer sutherland is one is the emmy uh, chris uh-huh. isaac is in there and uh-huh. dale cooper kyle mclaughlin makes an appearance in any case they're going off a, a hunch and i'm sorry Corey, but you're gonna have to wrangle with this gets the idea has a hunch to search the nail beds of the corpse for uh, a clue oh gross and yeah and i i understand that they're they're a corpse that the character is not alive but even seeing you know sure enough there is a clue embedded there but having to watch those tweezers dig into the fingernail bed for said clue and you can oh. see it all and I, i'm like and even now i'm just thinking because you know i've accidentally jam stuff into my finger. Oh, yeah. How? I have a bad habit of cutting to the quick. My wife looks at me like I'm insane. Uh, I cut my fingernails very close. I don't bite them, but I cut them close. And just, it's an uncomfortable memory uh, now describing it as it was originally looking away from it. But I, I think I can watch it now, but it's still very painful. 26 years later. Yeah. And that, man, I can't believe that movie's that old. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I still haven't watched the new Twin Peaks, uh, like the last um, season. But we 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 lost that it. package, and I watched a good amount of it. But um, I need yeah. to go back through it. I, there were some critics last year claiming it was the best movie of the year, even though it is by no means a movie because it is like ten episodes or eleven episodes or something. But. <laughs> Um, they were just praising how great it was that it deserved to be on like the list of it, the greatest films. It was a return to form for him. Um, I don't know if David Lynch had anything else anymore, but well, you know, I was... considered uh, Lynch for this list because we we watched Eraserhead for Movie Club, Gross. and oh, there were maybe. tons of scenes that I looked away in that movie. Um, but none of them ended up making it on my list. But I guess you could call that honorable mention because that movie is full of scenes where you're just like, nope, nope, not looking at the screen anymore. I don't know what that baby thing is supposed what? to be. But um, yeah, um, it's kind of weird that you picked a nail though for for your number uh, three, Mike, because I did too. Um, my number three is from uh, a director who I could have pulled a few other films from. It's uh, a Darren Aronofsky film. We already mentioned Requiem for a Dream and some of the needle scenes, having to look away for those. Um, in Mother, the uh, the baby scene made me look away because um, I was just kind of devastated. I think even when Jennifer Lawrence was getting like beat down by the crowd, I think I looked away because it was so violent and brutal. Like I was like, oh my god. Um, but I'm going to go with Black Swan. Oh, yeah. And her picking at her cuticle. Uh, and you know, oh. everyone's fear, I think, when they have that weird cuticle thing pop up and you start picking at it, that it's going to go too far. Hers goes way too far. And it is, I, I don't think I've been able to sit through. I tried to rewatch it a little bit ago to make sure it's where, where I wanted this on my list. And I couldn't make it through the clip. I, I stopped. I'm like, nope, that's good enough. It's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I can't look at it. Um, it is. Oh, man. It's so gruesome. Um, and it's, it's, it's. You know, it's metaphorical in the film to show her mental state uh, that it's, you know, deteriorating. But, oh, man. I, I I have this bad habit of posting stories here and there. And because, you know, I've seen people where they're like, oh, this year I'm giving up the social media and just out of spite. I'm like wanting to be contrary. I'm like, I'm not going to 
post every little minutia of my life that I can, you know, barring any weird bodily functions and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but I have this habit with hangnails, mm. and I've gotten as far as my first knuckle. Oh, oh my God. Mike, stop. <laughs> I just looked away from the computer and I can't even see. <laughs> I just held my fingers. I just like rolled them up. Oh, gross. Oh, man. And, and, and I call them my tension hangnails because oh. they usually don't appear until I'm, something's up in life. And it's just a habit. And my kids will be like, you're bleeding. I said, don't be like me. Don't do this. And it's bad when the kids have to correct the adult. Yeah. And oh, do I have a Band-Aid? And so if I don't, I have to get a towel. Because, you know, it's just like it keeps on... Man. So I don't really I post think, that online. I think so. I did that once, and I've never <clears throat> picked at them again. Like I'm just so terrified of doing it. So I'm like, nope, I will cut it with. Well, nothing. and uh, and you are a better adult than I am because they're you know that's a very big channel for infection because your hands are used for all sorts of stuff. But the more you know, you need the little star flying. Yes, yeah, yeah, for real. But so our. Oh, also, I'd like to point out that I believe both Corey and I have seen your number three movie, so we're tied right now with one each, I think. Uh, if you don't get the two, I'll be surprised, because ah, okay. I did it up mainstream with one. Okay. But the other one may be... We'll see. We'll see. You have okay. a 50% chance. Well, let's hope. Um, all right. So, Mike and I both went with fingernails for our number three. Um, Corey, what is your number two? <laughs> Nailed <Okay>. it. <laughs> Um, I went with 2017's Gerald's Game. Um, oh, oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, there, she's handcuffed, you know, and she's trying to get the handcuffs off. And first she cuts her wrist, and I can't handle that. Nope. And then she's trying to pull her hand out, and the flesh just pulls away. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> okay, I'll stop. All right. See, you guys are flinching at my hangnails. What <laughs> <laughs> did that really happen to you? Uh, you know what? I then... blanked on this movie, and this is a brilliant oh. pick. Like, I totally oh, looked I just, away. <laughs> I told you. I was telling you, like, we were messaging or something while I was trying to watch it. And when that part happened, I had to get up and leave for, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, I can't. I think I told you. I was like, I don't think I can finish this movie. I don't think I can do this. I was and watching then after, this. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was watching it on my computer, I think, in the living room. Oh, hell no. And so, like, I, I don't know. I must have looked like a crazy person because I'm pretty sure, like, I think I not only looked away but turned my computer as well. Like, like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, uh, yeah, but I did go back and I did finish the movie, guys. It just movie, took me a little while. The movie's yeah, great, yeah. but that, that man, that special effect was, was really strong. Unexpected. Like, With the exception of The Dark Tower, there's definitely the year of Stephen King because... Yeah. That's a tough story to adapt. Totally. It's not a long story. And they did it so well. It was so well done. It, oh, man. Gruesome. I need to watch that again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can terrible. watch that scene again or not. Forget, forget Lawn Fudge. We're doing sleeves, arm sleeves. Oh, oh. God. Arm sleeve. That's, uh, Mike. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good pick, Corey, because I totally didn't even think of Gerald's game, and I totally looked away during that scene. Oh, oh, oh. man. Ugh. Okay, Yikes. Uh, Mike, what is your number two? 
Well, I'm feeling a little verklempt, and now mine seems tame in comparison, but I'll <laughs> go with it. Um, uh, I went with a scene from David Fincher's Seven from 1995. Uh, there's so many possible scenes in this. Again, uh, in fact, I probably could have included five of the seven deadly sins and be done. But no, alas, I did not. I went with a part that is going to be tr tricky to describe, but I'm going to have at it. It was the lust scene from Seven, and I rewatched it prior, uh, just prior to, to finishing the list. And what's weird, though, in I mean, com in comparison to Gluttony and Sloth, where you get a whole lot more visual, mm -hmm. and you're given, you you see, you know, what he's done and what happened to the person in Gluttony. You see what the whole process through via Polaroids and 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 Sloth. Yeah. Um. Leland Orser, I had to look up his name because I knew he was in The Bone Collector. He's a character actor, and I don't know that he's done anything past 2015. Uh, just the terror that he demonstrates in the interrogation room is affecting. And then you see the image of what exactly is being referred to and what was done. Because he is, you know, in a den of iniquity and something had happened and something was custom built. Oh, God. And then you see the Polaroid of it. And, you know, the crazy part of it, in the, in the same manner that Psycho, the shower scene, really doesn't show you anything graphic your mind, one of my mind, fills in those gaps, fills in the holes of what's being presented, and I felt it, it made me feel infinitely worse. Now, again, it's weird because it's not necessarily graphic. You, It's alluded to, and I don't, I think it works even better because you don't yeah. see it. No, I because saw, I, go ahead, Corey. I was going to say, because I think that your mind just goes wild. Mm -hmm. Right. It worked and on, on a base level, and it's just left this indelible case image. Scenario. Yeah. I was 14, I think, when I saw Seven for the first time. And I think, actually, the only time I've seen it in its entirety, and I've been wanting to rewatch it because I'm a big Fincher fan, but um, there's so much of that movie that I vividly recall. That's one of the reasons I haven't gone back. And that scene is one of the reasons I've never gone back because I've never been able to forget the, the, the instrument of torture that they mm -hmm. show. Because I'm just like, like, like you said the imagination runs wild and with a 14 year old who barely understands the concept but understands yep. it enough to like oh my god like the devastation is yes so that would have caused by yeah, that it's it's and, wow and, and he had no choice because he had a gun held forced into his mouth and he would die otherwise so he did what you know john doe forced him to do and the other part on top of it that's bothersome is you're saying 14 and I have 14, 15 year olds and I have older ones. Uh, the older ones, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't be watching this stuff. But, you know, hearing a reference about what's in the box, I'm like, no, you shouldn't know this. It's really, unless it's been used in other, I mean, I'm sure there other things have appropriated that quote. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been referenced in other movies and stuff, but, and it was a meme for a while too. Um uh, but it is it's a it's a devastatingly classic film from Fincher and um, yeah uh, definitely a good scene to, to make you look away um, and again it's interesting because you're looking away from something that's not even there yes <laughs> yes but you're he's done such a good job of implanting the image you can't and you can't escape it that's I think the even scarier part is it's in your head but you want to look away but it's in your head so how do you look away like it's ah oh, Fincher you jerk um Cannot, cannot unsee, ever. Cannot unsee. Well, I wish I could unsee my next one, but before I say what my movie is, I'm going to start with kind of 
uh, I've been kind of listing some honorable mentions as I've built up to my scenes, but I have a thing with eyeballs. Ooh. Eyeballs freak me out. Like I am so paranoid of losing my eyesight that any time a movie references like something with an eyeball. So, for example, even a silly movie like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, or I'm sorry, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. There's a scene <laughs> where he's torturing a guy like with scraping forks on a plate, and then he t- knocks the guy down, and he just like l- like opens his eye and like he's just touching it with his finger, Ew. and I can't look at it. Right, I looked away there, and then. This movie, The Lobster, one of my you know, favorite Yogos Lanthimos films, um, there's a scene where it doesn't even happen, but Colin, uh, Colin Farrell is about to stab himself in the eye, or not, or oh. is he? You don't know, but I was so afraid they were going to show it that I couldn't look at the screen to find out what was going to happen because I was so paranoid that I was going to witness an eyeball being stabbed with a steak knife, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But neither of those are the movie that's on my list. My number two is from Nicholas Winding Refn's Neon Demon. And this movie has scenes that I could have referenced. There is the uh, necrophilia scene with with Jenna Malone that I was disturbed by and uh, could not tolerate. Um, I definitely looked away there, but I could have looked away at the women bathing in blood uh, of their fallen comrade. But no... The scene that has haunted me since I saw it, even though I looked away, and I'm going to get nauseous talking about it, is when, right after the last scene, uh, one of the models, having ate Elle Fanning's character, Jessie, um, says, I have to get her out of me, and throws up her eyeball. <sighs> oh, I got nauseous just saying it out loud, people. Um, I that had to look away. Oof. Yeah. This movie devastated me, and I've never. Even though I did look away, I did see it enough to know I had to look away because I was gonna throw up. I've not been able to forget. I didn't. I don't think I liked this movie, and I'm not sure if it's simply because of this scene or not. But collectively, this movie messed with me, and I've not been able to forget it or unsee it. And it's. I've literally gotten nauseous multiple times because of this film, like since I've seen it, and I saw it when it came out in theaters. So it's been two years, and it still torments me. Um because it hit a like again i have this phobia with my eyeballs i don't like watching anything happen to them and oh my god this scene freaked me out so much um oh i'm getting nauseous but yeah that's my number two neon demon the eyeball puking (sighs) now you've seen you've seen it right mike yes i have that was man i want to rewatch it again I, i as gruesome as it was it it clicked with me. I don't know that everybody would like that one. Nope. I definitely I, don't I, think I, that's for everybody. <laughs> no, it isn't. It really isn't. Some people would be very uh, upset if I told them to watch that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's and, it's a gorgeous film at times, too. That's the thing. Like, I see the brilliance behind this movie, but it is... Man, it messed with me so much. I gotta watch it again. I gotta watch it again, regardless. It is, it's of... still on Prime. Um, it is on Prime. Oh, awesome. Corey, have you seen it? No. But you've you seen uh, his movie Drive, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, he did something. Oh, I haven't seen Only God Forgives, uh, which I think is... I tried to watch oh, I wanna, that one. I want to watch that one. I watched you... the explanation of, uh, you know, of the, the one character, not Ryan Gosling, but yeah, I want to watch that. I've been wanting to watch that too, although I've heard not so great things, but I still plan on checking it out eventually. But, um, all right, that leads us to our number ones, guys. Well, Corey, we're up to your number one. What do you got? 
another movie. I think we watched this one for Movie Club. Maybe mm. we didn't. Um, it's 2009's Dog Tooth. Uh, I don't think we did it for Movie Club, but we uh, we definitely watched we it. Watched. We definitely both watched it. Yeah, so I want to hear what okay. you've seen, though. So much about this movie disturbed me. I uh, will never watch it again. I oh. might have already said this, but I have an issue with teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And hair, which I've not, I've mentioned, but um, when the elder daughter knocks out her mm. dog tooth, yeah, and uh, we, so she can leave the compound, mm-hmm. and the blood just splatters on the bathroom mirror. I would like to also note that she uses a hand weight to knock her tooth out. Oh yeah, God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is where I leave the episode, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> But I also, so when I was making this list, um, incest is also, mm-hmm. yep. you know, so like so much about this movie, there's a part where, um, he finds out that that daughter has been watching movies and he is abusive and he like knocks the heck out of the girl that, mm-hmm. you know, I, just so much she, about this movie. I mean, I she's rebelling. Yeah, I'm not yeah. justifying him in any way. No. I need to watch this. I really missed the boat. I, I was on my queue, on my queue, and then it was gone. So, I have uh. seen all four of Yorgos Lanthimos' films that are available in the U.S. I think he has one other feature that was never imported here. Um, but he, I mentioned him with the lobster, and then he did uh, last year's Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I don't think either of you have watched yet, and you must yeah, watch it. I watched it. Uh, oh, you did. I yeah got to the part where he had dinner with the mom ah alicia silverstone yes yes and my wife was in with me and i figured she would appreciate the lobster better yes because it and you know i do quirky that one was really out there oh that one gets even worse dude you haven't yeah 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 i figured like it's well i mean because the kids were talking to the boy about Mm -hmm you know where he is at and, and his adolescence and his puberty and uh, it, oh. it, it kind of goes somewhere one... you don't see it going um but i'm a fan of this director even though i agree a lot a, a lot of the scenes you reference from uh dog tooth cory i also looked away uh the tooth especially um i i'm but i am just blown away by him as a filmmaker and what he does like uh, i've also yeah. alps is his first film I think that one's a little... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think Dogtooth is before Alps. But Alps is a lot easier to watch, I think, than the others. Um, Lobster has a few tough moments. I mentioned the eyeball thing. Um, and there's a poor dog in the lobster that kind of made me look away. Um, oh, gosh. And then uh, I think even when jo- they make John C. Riley put his hand in the toaster because he was masturbating, um, that made me look away. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. You can't put someone's hand in a toaster. Um and then uh, Killing of Sacred Deer, there's at least two scenes where I looked away. Um, so Yorgos makes you uncomfortable. And I don't know what it is about those, though, that I find I really am. I just like his movies, uh, despite the discomfort. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely a good pick for number one, Corey. Thanks. Um, and Mike, definitely check out Dogtooth if you can find it somewhere. It is extremely tough to watch. It but... is. Yeah, I, I know that. And I'd read the pretty much the whole synopsis, and I'm like, I need to watch this, and I missed. I just didn't get to it quickly enough when it was on Netflix. 
I'm a failure. All right. That leads us to your number one. Let's see if you redeem yourself with your pick, Mike. What have you right, got? We'll, we'll see. All right. Um, my last pick, my number one pick, is Alexandra Aja's High Tension from 2003, or Ha Tension. Um, um, now, I'm going to throw two scenes from this French Nouveau horror film. One, because it's so bothersome, I don't ever, and I think this is, this. we can all agree with this, and I don't know if this is necessarily an American sensibility or not, but the idea of the death of a child in a film uh, is always uncomfortable. And while, and, and I might have looked away, I felt like it was done off screen, it was probably my point, like, I don't know i can't gloss over that and i uh, that bothered me in this one but that wasn't the scene well it was one of the scenes i looked away at so i'm kind of sneaking to and the scene that really thoroughly got me and i still yet to watch this again is the the murder of the father of the family the decapitation because his he happened to be trapped in between two of the staircase spindles the upright Uh and the murderer takes like a dresser and oh. forcibly, and it doesn't last very long. But when I was watching it, I, I, and again, I've seen a lot. I feel, and that just bothered me enormously. Oh. And uh, I don't know that I can say much more. Of that it was just so graphic wow. and so not expected. And I mean it tells you what the murderer's character is like but then once you get eventually to the twist which I'm not revealing here it's like wait a minute and it's just it was a lot and again I've seen I mean I feel like I mean I've grown up with horror I've watched horror since I was much too young <laughs> 10 11 yeah and you would think I've become desensitized but uh, there are stuff there are things that just bother or bothersome that was it so that ended up in my number one. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like I just recently heard of this movie, and I don't remember from where. Like, I feel like High Tension, it was just, it's like in my, the front of my brain, and I don't know why. And um, I'm very curious now if, if I heard someone else talking about it, or if, if you've ever referenced this before, but it sounds, it sounds pretty brutal. Um, it was, and it, it gets, it gets... It stay. It remains brutal throughout. I believe that was like the the pinnacle. I believe. Well, um, Corey, have you ever seen that? Because it's not. I have not. So, I feel like it seems familiar, but I can't. And I was just reading the synopsis, and some of it seems familiar, but I don't remember. Well, I think legally there was a. Oh, what was it called? It was a Dean Koontz. And it was made into a miniseries that shared a lot of similar plot points. So I don't remember if there was a lawsuit that was brought oh. up against it. I want to say it was called Intensity. It was called Intensity. I think John C. McGinley played the villain in that one. Hmm. And it was a TV miniseries, like a two-part, four-hour. Interesting. But it, uh, it, being the TV adaptation, it ne- doesn't necessarily the best. It was tense, but uh, high tension, <laughs> oddly enough, um, really got it. Well, there's an, there's one to add to your list, folks, if you want a hard-to-watch and maybe make-you-look-away horror film. Um, I, uh, for my number one, I went with a, um, a, a 
an element of movies that are almost always going to make me look away, and it has to do with uh, flesh eating. I think cannibalism, especially like zombie movies, I can usually watch. Um, but when it's a person eating another person, uh, I could have gone with Bone Tomahawk. Um, there's a scene late in the film where uh, a person is ripped in half, um, okay. and that's pretty hard to watch. But I don't remember for sure if I looked away or not. Um, and then there is the scene in Hannibal, which is probably the worst of the Hannibal Lecter films. But poor, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name, even though I know it. Uh, Ray Liotta uh, is fed oh. his own brain. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll call him poor. Because <laughs> Paul Crandler Paul was a. Yes, you're right. Can't. He's an awful, awful person. But but no one should have to eat their own brain. Yes, and uh, and or make me watch them. But instead, <laughs> and Corey, I could not have that been more poetic with this choice because your number three leads into my number one. Um, Corey's picked Raw for number three and the bikini waxing scene. Well, I'm going to go a little farther into that scene because what happens is the sister gets hurt um, one sister is bikini waxing the other sister. Uh, Justine is being bikini waxed by Alexis, and she kicks Alexis, and Alexis cuts her own finger off with the scissors she was using. Um, and oh, it's horrible! This she, is what I was. She passes out because of you know the pain, and Justine calls nine one one. I believe uh, to you know oh my sister cut her finger off, but the the temptation, the hunger kicks in. And she starts holding the finger, and she pours the blood into her hand and licks it. And that's hard enough to watch. But then she decides to eat the finger like it's corn on the cob. And no, oh, gross. my So God. delicately. Yeah, she's literally holding, like, like, nibbling at it like it's a carrot stick. And God. it, I could not watch. I, I even tried to rewatch the scene before this to confirm my, my hesitation <laughs> with it. And I was spot on. I cannot sit through the whole scene. It is so... It's done so well. It's so gross. And it is... It, if you've been watching the film, especially when it happens and how it comes to be, it's devastating. It's it's a, it's a moment where she's... I think it's the first time she's eating human flesh. Um, she, there's been a few other scenes where I've looked away. This movie has a lot of look-away scenes. I did feel like it was overstepping, saying it need, you need a, a vomit bag for it, but there's definitely some gross-out moments. And this was one of them, so it made me look I feel away. like... There, I feel like we kind of knew that it was going to be kind of like that when we went into it. We did. And, you know, like, I can't imagine going into a movie theater and being, like, one of the first few audiences. And, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no. Yeah, the people who witnessed this before the hype um, definitely were in for a bit of a surprise. Uh, It is a brilliant film, though. I do want to emphasize that. If you have a tolerance for this type of stuff, um, the the explanation for the hunger and... um, the there's so many cool story elements and the the scenes in the film are there's like a scene at like a party it's like a rave almost that's really crazy um her like uh it's it's french so there is a lot of sexuality in the movie but man it is a great movie um highly highly recommend uh raw if again you have a stomach for what we've discussed but um that is our top five moments that made us look away. And I'm sure, like most of our list, if we redid this in a few months, we might remember some other movies. I completely forgot Gerald's Game until Corey mentioned it. Um, there are tons of moments where I've looked away, sometimes because I was afraid. More often, though, it's because I'm grossed out, apparently. Uh, you guys had at least one moment where you were actually scared of something. All of mine were grossed out moments. Um, do you have any honorable mentions, Corey? Yes, I have Human Centipede. 
You watched? I don't know. Yeah, I watched oh, the first one. One of my friends loves those movies, and I have no idea why they've made. I think they've made three now. I've watched all three. Oh, um, God. And Dead Girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Dead Girl. Yeah. That overall. That whole uh, movie. It's yeah. it's definitely a more well. I mean those boys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it, Corey. Those two. Yeah. Mike, what do you got? I have a full five at least. Um, E.T.'s death and E.T. the extraterrestrial just... Uh, I can do it now, but even now it's affecting. Uh, the alien Chirsbursher scene, obviously. Um, in Reanimator, there's Dr. Hill's de- dismembered head and it's zombified, cavorting with a co-ed, and that's really the best way that we can <laughs> describe it without going explicit... The eraser had baby death. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, the reveal of the secret society activities. This is one of that I bumped down in an. Oh, I forget the year because I didn't include it. Uh, it's called Society. I mentioned that one a long time ago, and it basically become the the secret society is oof. It's really crazy, and there's the, my number five original number five pick was Street Trash, and. Oh. I I really wanted to leave that one on because that one was that uh, I couldn't bump seven or any others of from my list, but Street Trash basically is about um, uh, a liquor vendor finding a stash of liquor called Viper and a homeless person sneaks it, and you see what Viper does to some to them very graphically and it's on the the I'll be honest it's what drew me to the movie. It was on the box art, and I'm like, well, we got to see what this is about. And <laughs> saw what it was about, and it was pretty messed up. Man. Uh, it probably doesn't hold up now, but it, I, I know it's on one of those, a Roku, you know how they have those three channels? Oh, yeah, if you, yeah. If you dig around uh, on their horror, uh, I forget which channel it was. Um, you, you'd be surprised where you can find horror-wise, but maybe you don't want to find it. But anyway... Yeah, um, I've listed mine kind of as we were going, so uh, there's only one I didn't squeeze into my other number, the other numbers, which was, uh, uh, man, Cronenberg's The Fly uh, from 1985 with uh, Gwen Goldblum, or uh, I can't think of, what's The Fly's name? Um, I forget what they call it, but he's already transformed, and uh, he throws up or vomits, like, the fly acid on the guy's arm, and you, like, see it, like, deteriorate. Like, that part grossed me out, and I looked away, um, could not, like, sit through it. I mean, even, like, the the body horror, I mean, Cronenberg's body horror is notorious for making you look away, right? So, there's a few <laughs> scenes in that movie where I probably looked away from the screen for a minute, like, oh my god, what are they doing? Um, but yeah, and then I mentioned a bunch of other movies while I was listing my five, so those are all honorable mentions to some degree, because again, like, I could have put Slumdog in instead of Trainspotting, because both of those scenes made me look away very much. Uh, Neon Demon definitely wins the eyeball thing, but really, Ace Ventura, I could never watch that uh, scene where he's poking his eyeball, and the lobster, I was so freaked out that he was going to stab himself in the eye, and I'd seen the movie twice in the theater, and even the second time, I still looked away, even though I knew he wasn't going to stab himself in the eye. Um, I was still so freaked out by the premise uh, that, you know, I couldn't, but that's it, folks. Um, We'll be back uh, next week with our or no, no, I'm wrong. We'll be back in two weeks with our uh, next episode where we will be talking about our favorite, our top five 
directorial debuts. Uh, so that will be the first feature film of a director. And um, if you haven't listened to our top five summer fantasy draft episode, um, it's looking pretty good that I'm going to win again based solely on my number one pick, guys, because I don't know if you've heard, but Avengers officially overtook Force Awakens for the opening weekend box office. And if, oh, heck. if this continues, this movie might beat Force Awakens for the all-time domestic uh, box office. And if that happens, it might single-handedly lock me in to win this year. Um, because it's sitting at a 68 Metascore right now, which means I'm going to get 70% of its box office in points. Or just under mm-hmm. 70%. So, not bragging, but getting the first pick was huge this year, solely because of the Avengers. Um, yeah. Hmm. Huh. But, yeah, not, not you know, I to be fair, though, I think Corey and Matt have some really, really strong movies that you both got uh, i was kind of like devastated they were still there he's got solo and um i forgot if do you have you have lost kingdom jurassic world and i think you have deadpool Deadpool. yeah Mm -hmm. and i think both of those are going to do very well um i don't think they're going to do avengers well but i think they're going to do very well and then matt has solo and something else that's really really strong that i think is going to give that you guys a lot of points i don't have a second film that i i'm confident about like my whole list is determined on how great avengers does because everything else i'm like it's going to be 150 million 200 million max for the rest of my movies and some might even be 100 million so um i i don't have the double whammy that you have but i think avengers is going to carry quite a bit of points oh and one of you got incredibles and that's going to do pretty well too i think that's probably the only one that's gonna do well for me. Yeah, um, but you know, you never know. There's always those curveballs, and there's a couple of movies that are sneaking out that I didn't know were coming. Um, that I I might be taking advantage of that fantasy uh, draft thing. Like, have you guys seen the trailer for um, Hotel Avalon? I think is what it's called. No. No. Um, it's I just saw the full trailer in the theater, but it's it kind of looks like they took the premise of John Wick's hotel. And um, that's what the movie's about. And I think, I'm going to confirm while I'm saying this, but I am pretty sure Jodie Foster is in it. Um, Hotel Avalon um, or something like that. It's And Charlie Day's in it. Uh, so it's like an action um, film. That's not Avalon crap. What's it called? Hotel something. Hotel A2018. Uh, but it, I didn't know about it when I, we were doing our summer pre... Hotel Artemis. I'm sorry. Totally butchered that A word. Uh, Hotel Artemis. Uh, <laughs> a word. Drew Pierce. A. Um, has, oh, I didn't even know she was in it. Sophia Butella's in it. Uh, Dave Bautista, Jodie Foster, Jeff Goldblum, Jenny Slate, Uh-oh. Sterling K. Brown, um, Charlie Day, as I mentioned. Zachary Quinto's listed, but doesn't have a character name. And it's got like a, um, kind of reminds me of Dread and or uh, The Raid that it's all going to be in this hotel but then the hotel is like a front for a criminal hospital um and so it's got that john wick kind of there's a set of rules for the hotel but people are going to be violating those rules and um yeah it looks it looks compelling and looks like it'll be a lot of violence and action i don't think it's going to make a fortune but if it hits like wick did it could bring in some uh some you know people who just want some hard you know hard r action movie um it, the rating's not out yet, but if it's not a hard R, I would be very surprised. But yeah, it, uh, the trailer's out. It looks it looks compelling. I could see it 
doing better than maybe uh, expected. Still not. I don't think. I don't know that it'll do more than a hundred million. But if it's good, it could be quite entertaining. But it's the premise might be. I mean, that whole hotel thing. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's. I, I'm a big fan of the John Wick idea. So, um, if it could, if it could go long, but that's that's our fantasy draft. Check that episode out. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Corey, where can they follow you? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey? At Server Mikey. And we will be back in two weeks with another top five movie list. Um, until next time, keep watching movies. <laughs>